Welcome to The Real Deal Report, the next level of independent news. This is uh, Jim Fetzer in Madison with Mike Bear in Seattle and Kristen Megan in Traverse City. We're delighted to have her back. She is uh, our a princess warrior here in the search for truth. Compliments of Dean. He's done this wonderful piece of art. Meanwhile, we turn to the last night's second installment of the DNC uh, convention. It's a real drag. Here is a brilliant summation by Brian York talking about the sad telethon night two. Give the Democrats some credit. They had to come up with a way to stage a convention that wasn't really a convention, do it all online, and try to give it some life. It's a nearly impossible undertaking no one's ever attempted before, at least until Republicans have to do it next week. You would have thought they could have done better, but the convention had ended its first session with an attack, attack, attack speech from former First Lady Michelle Obama. Night two started where she left off with former Deputy Attorney Sally Yates, you remember her, in fact, it's disgusting. Then came President, former President Bill Clinton, accusing Trump of abusing the Oval Office. That's a bit rich, considering a favorite meeting spot for President Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, among other points. Uh, uh, then came the tired testimonials, more attacks on Trump. Uh, 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 Colin Powell disgracing himself, John Kerry, Cindy McCain, standard issue stuff. But Powell, I thought it was very embarrassing. Then it eased off and reintroduced a man by means of Jill Biden, who did a rather masterful job. A lot of people were left wishing that Jill were the candidate instead of Joe Biden. Mike, your thoughts? Okay, my thoughts are sad, pathetic, stupid. You know, it's really too bad because Sally Yates, they got quite a bit on Sally Yates. She violated a couple of uh, different laws. And I think it would have been hilarious to like have indicted her the same time she was speaking at the Democratic National Convention. It certainly could have been done. It should have been done. Bill Clinton, here's the thing. Here's the fascinating thing. The Democrats put out Bill Clinton, a man who has been credibly accused of rape by Juanita Broderick, Broderick and a number of other people, um, who, you know, utilize the Oval Offices, the Oval Office for, let's say, I almost said oral, oral, oral orifices. Anyway, the Oval Office for obviously things that, you know, it was not intended to do. And, and for him to be commenting on the Oval Office on the same day that photographs are released of him receiving a massage from one of Jeffrey Epstein's child trafficking victims is is astonishing to me what's even more astonishing is that trump wasn't running commercials about that like 30 seconds after it was over i i really think that's the best response you know the standard thing in politics is oh you just let the other side have their time and their moment and you don't interfere i don't agree i think this would be a great time for president trump to start interfering and start doing some of these things we shall see there was an Interesting Anon post yesterday that basically says that, you know, Trump is holding on to the Wiener laptop because um, he may use that in October if Barr doesn't act. And it certainly looks to me like Barr's not going to act on anything. It's pretty sad. It's pretty pathetic. But, you know, again, how can anybody take anything these people say seriously? I mean, Bill Clinton talking about, about the Oval Office being used for inappropriate purposes, 
being massaged by underage girls. I mean, it, it's just, it's pathetic. It's laughable. I, I can't say anything more about it. But Trump was actually running campaign stops while it was going on, Mike. He wasn't ne being negligent. Kristen, your thoughts? Well, I actually watched um, Jill Biden's speaking, and the only thing I can say, it was refreshing to see someone actually, whether or not true, talk about what Biden could do or who he is compared to just the constant bashing of Trump. You know, if you look at, I, anyone else catch AOC's 60-second speech? Mike, did you, uh, did you enjoy that? I actually thought she carried herself very well. Yeah, with some hand lotion and Kleenexes. I hate to say that. But yeah. I, um, I thought she actually, in her 60 seconds, um, she handled herself very well. And I still like the fact that she endorsed Bernie Sanders because she kind of stuck it to the whole DNC. And if you're watching the constant, there's so much divide within that party, it's a joke. And when I watched Bill Clinton, I thought his body language and his demeanor, it was like, you know, he knew that all these pictures were surfacing. He knew what was coming around the corner and you could just see it was almost like his mom made him do it. You know, he didn't look like he wanted to be there. And it's just funny seeing one impeached president talk to another, um, except, you know, one was just one wasn't. Um, I did see an article come out and I thought it was totally fabricated and it was a bailout of how horrible this whole DNC virtual thing has been. It talked about how the left was so happy that the average people were involved. There was a woman who had met Joe Biden in an elevator and spent a whopping 60 seconds with him. And all of a sudden he's this amazing man. And, you know, they had to say how much they prefer this new platform. This is how they wish it would continue. And I just thought, you know, the ratings for this are one thing, but the likeness of it, people approving of it is another. So I'm curious to see, you know, how the RNC handles their um, side of things. But this, it's a, it's a total, um, it's almost like when you have a problem child and you do everything you can to talk about how great they are almost to try to convince yourself that they're not pieces of shit. And that's exactly what's happening. So now I'll keep watching this, but it is very painful. It's like bamboo shoots under the nails. I, I can't yeah, yeah. watch it. I can't watch it. It's it's intolerable to me. It's just, it's like two hours of frothing insanity. It, it's like watching somebody have a nervous breakdown right in front of you that, you know, it, it's just, it's crazy. It's awful. Well, what's fascinating me is how many of these players like Attorney General, former Assistant Attorney General Yates, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton uh, uh, and others are actually implicated in, you know, RussiaGate. I mean, you got you got Barack Obama going to speak. You got Sally Yates already. You got to have Hillary. I mean, this is like, uh, you know, the, the the greatest corrupt officials act. Meanwhile, yes, the Daily Mail published these photographs. We have them here. Here's one. This was during a plane uh, uh, stop, I think, in Portugal at a small airport. Clinton complained he had a problem with his back. This uh, very accommodating young woman, I think she was uh, maybe 21 or 22 at the time, gave him a back massage. Here she is with Jeffrey Epstein himself. Here's another with Bill Clinton and Ghislaine Maxwell. They cannot be happy about these photographs appearing now. Mike your thoughts well the other thing i would say too about the photograph of bill clinton with Jocelyn maxwell is look where her hand is her hands on his crotch you know i mean he's again you know when there's a, a an attractive 21 year old girl around i always suddenly develop back problems too jim it's amazing how that happens it's like oh you know come on it's so fake it's so phony and and believe me there's other pictures out there 
of Bill Clinton receiving a massage from an, a girl, uh, someone who is not that woman. But I will say this, at least she's over 18. But, you know, there's a lot of pictures of Bill Clinton out there um, in various forms of, um, I don't even know what to say, un undress with girls. And it's just like, what complete hypocrites these people are, what complete liars. And, um, and, and again, I just, it, it's, the, the, the question I have though is, is are we getting through to anybody? I mean, you know, again, my interactions on Twitter, the, there's, people are so brainwashed. They, you know, the constant thing is, oh, well, Trump was accused by this girl of this and this girl of that. And you go back and you, you find out that these quotes of things Trump supposedly said aren't actually true, that he never said them, that, um, you know, all these people that, that all these girls that suddenly emerged in 2016 to accuse Donald Trump of impropriety, every single one of them has direct ties to, to Democratic politicians and, and political operatives. So it's like, you know, I, I, why didn't we ever hear anything about this about Trump before is my question. And again, it's just tit for tat because they are so mired in all of this muck and all of these, these corruptions and, and scandals. And again, yeah, tonight, I mean, the smartest thing the Democrats could have done is forget, try to make people forget that Hillary Clinton never ran as a Democrat. They just, it's, it's like, you know, maybe they should drag out the corpse of Walter Mondale and Michael Dukakis and drag them to this convention, too, because it's just it's loser after loser after loser and criminal after criminal after criminal. And it's all nothing that they're talking about is about policy. It's all about personality. Oh, Joe's such a great guy. Joe's not a great guy. I've got pictures of him molesting young girls I mean, you know, holding holding the crotch of a baby that he's supposed to be posing with. The guy's sick. He's mentally ill. And I'm going to tell you something else that most people don't know. Biden supposedly had two aneurysms, okay? His brain surgeries were not for aneurysms. The brain surgeries were to try to cure his sexual deviancy. They were trying to basically lobotomize the guy. He went through the operation twice. It didn't take. He's still an old perv. Fascinating. And you know, the Clinton people still insist Bill only flew four times with Jeffrey Epstein when we know actually those were to different nations, but we yeah. actually know 26 times on the Lolita Express to Orgy exactly. Island. Kristen. Exactly. Well, they, they used to have another name for it, Jim, when Bill Clinton was on board. They used to call it Air Fuck One, is what they called it. <laughs> Kristen, your thoughts? <clears throat> well, you know, we all know the history with Bill Clinton and Monica and his infidelity. And that's a, that's a whole nother issue. It's abuse of power, but still like people have marital affairs all the time. My issue is these photos surfacing. The, if you look at the joy on his face, it's a bit disturbing. And did he know the picture was being taken? Because I know if I was in his position, no pun intended, um, I would I would worry about how this would be viewed. But I'd like to kind of go off of what Mike said. I mean, we all know Clinton's a dirtbag. You know, Hillary Clinton wears the pants, literally, in their marriage. But Joe, I mean, think about these creepy videos of him just massaging young girls, sniffing hair, sucking the finger of Jill. I mean, what he does on camera and what he does just in front of us, what is happening outside of the camera? It's kind of like what you do in the open. Okay, that's, that's enough. 
we're not even seeing what's not being documented. And I imagine it's way worse. I think um, it's very bold to call someone a pedophile, but all signs surely do point to it because he seems so relaxed in his convictions to just touch children that are not his. And I've seen the picture of him holding the baby. And yes, some people do ergonomically hold babies a certain way, but not your own baby. You don't hold children a certain way that are not yours. You don't kiss babies a certain way that are not yours. He is the poster child for human resources training of what not to do. <laughs> That's great. Well, and you know, Christian, there's also, you know, there's videos, there's videos of him with, you know, posing with families and kids. And I mean, he's grabbing the chest of these little girls. They don't even have breasts yet, but he's still trying to grab, I mean, it's sick, it's perverted, he's an old pervert, he's got problems. And I, I really think all Trump needs to do is just buy ad space and show Paul Joseph Watson's video of Joe Biden, you know, over and over and over again, if you've ever seen that. It, it's incredible, and I, I, again, what flabbergasts me is you see people in the media, like, you know, I, I wanna say Kat Timph on Fox News. Oh, Joe Biden's just a friendly old grandpa. No, he's a creep. I mean, come on, he's a creep. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. And they were all talking about what a good man he is. Well, the climactic moment for Mike, no doubt, was AOC's presentation, short and pointed. I believe, in fact, she was seconding the nomination because the various candidates, remember, Bernie still had delegates, had to be nominated. So it wasn't actually an affront to Biden, but merely performing a formal function on behalf of the nomination of Bernie. Meanwhile, we have some poll results that look a bit favorable, that a majority of voters, 53%, approved of Biden uh, picking uh, Kamala, uh, 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 greater than the 29% who disapproved. They got high marks from key constituencies, 84% approved among Democrats, 79% uh, of Democrats, majorities of voters under age 35, 56%. 35 to 44, 61%, and 65 and older. I don't think she's gonna play well, but she's getting that kind of reception according to those poll results. Meanwhile, mind you, we had the former first lady calling on voters to spread the word about mail-in voting ahead. Since you had raised questions, Mike, about her background and how we know about Michael LaVon Robinson, here she, he is playing football at Oregon State that he used to describe himself as a woman trapped inside a man's body before he transferred to Princeton and adopted the female persona, Michelle Robinson. Here's a very telling photograph of Barack with Michael and Bill Gates. Notice the distinct absence of mammaries. Having no breasts, of course, is typical of the male anatomy, but not of the female adult. Meanwhile, Democrats launch a com campaign to convince progressives to settle for Biden. Everyone knows he's a total mediocrity. I think that's really the bottom line here. Mike, your thoughts. Wow, what thoughts do I have about Michael LeVon Robinson that I haven't already expressed? I can't think of any. I mean, you know, the thing is, is like those, those football pictures is like, yeah, that's the equipment you, we used to wear in the, in the late 70s and early 80s when we played football. And it sure looks like him, her, whatever. Um, and and it's, it's really hard to, um, it's really hard to, to argue against that, um, that expose. And again, the thing is, it's like, as Kristen said yesterday, you know, to each their own, but 
on the other hand, don't sit there and lie to us and pretend like this is actually something normal or that it's something that you're proud of. Because, you know, again, these things are simply, this is, if, if people knew this about them, they would at least have a chance then to vote based on the truth. And as it stands now, they're basically perpetrating a fraud on the American people. The other thing I saw that was so bizarre about the Michelle Obama speech the other night was that um, people tried to say, oh, oh, she led the country and she was talking about the America that she wants. She's also a person who said she'd never been proud of America until Barack Obama was elected. Is that really who we want, you know, in charge of our country? So they're trying to pretend like they love America. No, they hate America. What they want to do is, is transform America into a decadent socialist democracy like we have in Europe. And, and uh, in the process, destroy us economically so that there can be a globalist takeover of the entire planet. That's what the objective is. And it's how do you push back on that? I think you push back on it by simply exposing the truth on a regular basis. And of course, she says she doesn't like politics. And here she's giving a political speech at a political convention. I mean, right in our face. Kristen, your thoughts? Well, I mean, when we went over the fact that, you know, progressives on the left are being asked to settle for Biden. That is a last-ditch effort to reach to the younger crowds. You know, I don't necessarily need friends and family to align with my views, but those of those people in my life who I know are a member of the left, um, they don't like Biden. They wanted Tulsi Gabbard, or they wanted it to be Bernie Sanders. And while I'm not a fan of socialism, at least Bernie Sanders can carry on a sentence and remember what day it is. And not, not mentaling the possibility of dementia or anything, but if you are not mentally fit to serve or physically fit to be able to help in a capacity of ruling this nation, you need to step aside and go golf and get a, get a camper and move to Florida. Um, he's, he's done. Something's going to happen. It's just, <laughs> there's just no way. They can't let and him get on the debate stage no, with Donald it's, Trump. It, he is, he is your, that, you know, reminded me of when um, McCain had picked um, Sarah Palin and her daughter was pregnant and it was almost like, oh gosh, you know, I've got this pregnant teen and it's like that. It's like Joden is like, uh, Joe Biden is the misfit that they don't want to talk. And that's why I think they got Harrison to be that bold speaker. But when it comes to Michelle Obama, I mean, you think back of when Barack Obama, Barack Obama was still running before he was even elected. People wondered how he came up so fast. He came out of nowhere. And at the time, living in the Chicago area, people were even like, where did this guy come from? And it, it's obvious that they were groomed. They were groomed to be brought in to take back the White House and be the first black president. I feel there was way better options they could have picked as the first black president. But I, that's why I believe that it's possible, highly possible. Personally, I believe that Michelle Obama is formerly a man. That's her prerogative. But, you know, if we can go ahead and grant um, marriage to be dissolved, and um, I can't think of the term, when your marriage is just off the records, you can get that when you've entered in a, a, a fraud, a fraud agreement. Annulled, like yeah. When you, yeah. Annulled. When you marry someone and you find out they're gay, I mean, they enter the marriage on false pretenses, and that's fraud, and that's why that's removed from the record and you don't need a divorce. So why did we allow someone for eight years to come in here with so many accusations and strong evidence? And I, you know, I have people that talk about me all the time being whistleblower. I have false things that come up. It gets to a point where I do make a public statement just because 
I don't want people believing that, but why are they not coming forward and even like joking about it? Even trying to do like dispel these rumors. They're not, they're like ignore and go away. Like it's a teen pregnancy after prom. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I get people all the time accusing me of having a hairpiece. And I'm like, Hey, if I had a hairpiece, it would look a hell of a lot better than this. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, the other thing too, is there's other things about Obama. Like there's a, an article I read years ago, very, very well known Columbia university graduate, same year as Obama, who said he went to his 30 year reunion, you know, a few back, back seven or eight years ago. And he started asking all of his classmates if any of them remembered Barack Obama, and not one of them did. He said he asked over 30 people at the party, and not a single person remembered ever hearing of or seeing this person, Barack Obama, yet he supposedly graduated with them from Columbia University. So again, who is this person? I, I think, I hope that we will eventually find out who he really is and, and you know, what his origins really are, because right now it's completely up in the air. And, and again, this is an issue I don't know why the Trump administration hasn't pressed more since they've got an office, because if it can be shown, I mean, his own half-brother, Malik Obama, says, no, he was born in Kenya with me and my dad. I mean, you know, if they can show that he was not actually eligible to be president, then everything he did, Jim, can become null and void immediately. His two Supreme Court nominations and appointments, everything that he signed into law, Obamacare goes away, and we can, we can basically, like you say, Kristen, we can annul the Obama administration. So why fight all this other stuff when if you just expose this one reality, you could annul the whole thing. We could act like those eight years never happened. Trump could appoint two new Supreme Court justices and off we go. It's a fascinating prospect, Mike. Uh, and how embarrassing that you have Michelle Obama from her million dollar mansion on Martha's Vineyard talking about how she's a victim. I mean, it's insulting. Meanwhile, Obama's White House doctor warns something is not right with Biden. Dr. Ronnie Jackson, official White House doctor under Barack Obama, said something is not right. I won't make any particular diagnosis about dementia, but what I will say is something is not right. He's not comfortable with him becoming president. Huge media double standard. Uh, when it comes to reporting the gaffes of Biden versus commenting on the supposed fractured mental psyche of President Trump, to my knowledge, the president then has never made a single flaw in anything he said that would ever lead anyone to believe he has any cognitive issues whatsoever. But Vice President Biden does it every single day, so much they won't even let him speak anymore. And nobody says a damn thing about it. It's crazy, it's hypocrisy at its highest. Meanwhile, this, I think, is the video, the political commercial that might have a powerful effect on the election. Check it out. Do you care about black lives? The people that run Baltimore don't. I can prove it. Walk with me. They don't want you to see this. I'm Kim Klasik. This is Baltimore, the real Baltimore. This is the reality for black people every single day. Crumbling infrastructure, abandoned homes, poverty, and crime. Baltimore has been run by the Democrat Party for 53 years. What is the result of their decades of leadership? Baltimore is one of the top five most dangerous cities in America. The murder rate in Baltimore is 10 times the U.S. average. The Baltimore poverty rate is over 
homicide, drug, and alcohol deaths are skyrocketing in our city. Do you believe Black Lives Matter? I do. The vast majority of crime in Baltimore is perpetrated against black people who make up 60% of the population. So why don't we care about our communities? The Democrat Party have betrayed the black people of Baltimore. If the politicians walk the streets like I do, they would see exactly how their policies and corruption affects us. But they don't want to see it. They don't want you to see this. Go to any Baltimore neighborhood and ask this question. Do you want to defund the police? No. No. Absolutely not. I had three sons killed in Baltimore City. And I think if we defund the police office, it's going to be worse than that. So no, I'm opposed to that. What are you going to defund the police for? Why? How do you defend your city, your community? Families are losing people. It's not just Baltimore. The worst place for a black person to live in America is a Democrat-controlled city. It's 2020. Name a blue city where black people's lives have gotten better. Try. I'll wait. Look at this. How are children supposed to live here and play here? Democrats think black people are stupid. They think they can control us forever. That we won't demand better and that we'll keep voting for them forever. Despite what they've done to our families and our communities. Are they right? I'm Kim Klasik and I'm running for Congress because I actually care about black lives. All black lives matter. Our communities matter. Baltimore matters. And black people don't have to vote Democrat. Now that's got millions and millions of views breaking, live guided. If they, if they can't defeat Trump, and I think the big picture is they don't have any possibility of doing it. If a significant portion of the black vote goes for Trump, it's impossible for the Democrats to win. We may see here their alternative. Live guided air-to-air -air missile discovered at a Florida airport near Tampa. The markings indicate it was a radar-guided missile that could bring down Air Force One. A live air-to-air -air radar-guided missile was just discovered at the Lakeland Linder Airport in Florida, east of Tampa, and the airport was ordered to evacuate. It was a missile that could be used to bring down Air Force One or a similar-sized plane, highly relevant to current events given a U.S. Air Force chopper used to provide security to Trump during short flights was fired upon last week. They're running out of options. According to the orange ring at the right edge of the photo, the missile is live, meaning it carries live explosives. A red ring indicates it also contains its own propulsion fuel, which of course is a different kind of explosive. So what's an unaccounted for air-to-air -air missile doing in an airport in Florida? This is a very disturbing situation, Mike. Your thoughts? Um, that's a, the Matra missile is made. It's a French weapon. It needs to be fired from the air. I suppose it could theoretically be fired from the ground under some bizarre circumstances. But <clears throat> as you can see from the size, it's not an easy task. Um, we know for a fact that there are, have been four attempted assassinations of President Trump already. They've been documented on my show, Tell the Truth Wednesdays, uh, with Mike Barra, which is on my YouTube channel, the Mike Barra official, which still exists. They're still up there. You can still watch them. And um, this would probably be a fifth. And, and believe me, they are going to try everything in their power because, again, if you look at the choices that they've made in terms of, of Kamala Harris as, as a candidate, 
and the things that they're saying and the way they're conducting their business, it does seem obvious that they are desperate and it's, their internal polling must be terrible. I mean, you heard, you, we just talked about the polls supposedly at the beginning of the show that show some sort of surge for Joe Biden. No, they don't. They're, in fact, Biden's been losing ground now for weeks. He's going to continue to lose ground and um, they're going to turn more and more and increasingly to these sorts of uh, attempts against the president's life. I think he's got to be extremely careful over the next two months. But this is what happens when you don't arrest people for sedition that have committed sedition and have committed treason. And, you know, again, Barr just seems to be sitting on his hands, not doing anything about these people. They should be off the street. These kinds of operations should not be happening. As to Kim Clack, you know, it's a great video. I, I do find her choice of wardrobe a bit weird in that commercial, to be honest with you, Jim. I don't get the high-heeled shoes. I, you know, I, I, I just think it's a little odd, and I think it's a little disconcerting. I think the message is great, and I think she should do another commercial like that, only dress more like a congresswoman, I guess, is what I would say, because I do think it's just, it's kind of, odd and i don't i don't get i mean i kept watching the video going oh my god i hope she doesn't you know turn her ankle and step in a pit on the streets and it was distracting from the, the message but i think it's a great commercial and it's indicative of how a lot of black people feel you, you wouldn't have seen this kind of thing from any uh congresswoman or candidate for congress 20 years ago 15 years ago so to have to have black people in in these sorts of volumes talking about voting for Donald Trump or not voting for Democrats anymore is I think the key to what's going on in this race and, and what's driving so much of the political debate right now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even all other factors aside, this one alone could defeat the Democrats and, and reelect Trump decisively. Krista. Wow. Well, I thought the same thing Mike did. I was watching the video thinking, Oh, well, man, I got to give her props for walking in potholes and heels. Honestly, I would rather have seen her dress more down to earth, like in some leggings and vans and a hoodie walking through the street. Be mm -hmm. you. I tend to resonate with those politicians that don't deny that they swear, don't deny their indiscretions. Be you. What do you wear at the end of the day? But I, this is a, an issue I've talked about for years. You know, I feel like when a black person or any person of color decides to go to any other party but the Democrats, it is a litmus test for being completely awake to the fact that the Democratic Party views minorities as low-hanging fruit. What happens is, and this is major in the city of Chicago, the Democrats go ahead and look at minorities as low-hanging fruit. So they send the police in to, fight, to find um, revenue generation and find people convicted of victimless crimes. You know, I have a view that drugs should be legalized. What you do with your body is your business. So they nab people for victimless crimes. They put them in the system. They jail them. They cripple them. Then they repeat offend and then they make them rely on the government because that's why you see it's a continuation of more illegal actions and drug and violence and things like that because they have to do that to survive. So while the left will sit there in these cities, the Democrats will say, we want to end drugs. We want to end gun violence. Well, if you did, you'd end the drug war and you would stop viewing minorities as low hanging fruit to support the state. I have my own view on cops. I'm not for defunding the police. I'm for ending policing for profit and I'm for nabbing people for victimless crimes. If there's no victim, there's no crime. And, you know, a lot of these issues with the police and wanting to defund the police. Well, first of all, if you get nabbed for something, it should be about safety. If it was about safety, there wouldn't be fines. It'd be education-based. So I, it's, I'm very excited to see someone like this running and speaking out about, uh, amongst their own community. Unfortunately, they were called um, Uncle Toms and Aunt Tammies, and that's unfortunate, and that's racist within itself. So kudos to this gal. Um, 
I need to learn more about her, but I, I did see this video on Twitter and I need to see more like it. And I think there's more and more people who are speaking out and are tired of a certain member of the Black, Li the Black Lives Mute, which is hijacked. You know, those people, if I'm a Black woman, I would be upset that this community is supposed to represent my views. It's just like when you see white nationalists, I'm accused of having the white privilege. Let's stop generalizing colors and let's make it to where individuals have their own thought. I think blacks are sick and tired of being taken for granted by the Democratic Party. And this is one more reason the Democrats are panic stricken. This is their key constituency without which they cannot win another election for dog catcher. Meanwhile, we'll be right back. You're listening to The Real Deal Report. Please visit our website at realdealmedia.com. This is uh, Jim Fetzer with Mike Bear in Seattle and uh, Kristen Megan in Traverse City, Michigan. Here we have Millie Wister, uh, Weaver having been arrested. It was a very bizarre situation. We began discussing it the other day. I felt it deserved more attention. She, along with her partner, Gavin Wentz, who appears to be a brilliant videographer and younger brother, Charles, were arrested in front of her two young children just hours before she was to release Shadowgate. She had spoken with two whistleblowers who had knowledge of an orchestrated coup against President Trump. She had anticipated something like this might happen. Meanwhile, she's accused of threatening to inflict physical harm against her mother, Felicia McCarran. Very odd. A person claiming to be Weaver's mother wrote the, on YouTube the dispute was about a $50 cell phone. They had an argument that she took it from her during a family dispute because it had a recording of the argument she had. They resolved the issue. She dropped the charges. She didn't want this to happen. All families have their disagreements, especially during a quarantine. I'm shocked my family was arrested after I told the police to drop the charges months ago. I, I had an affidavit of non-prosecution notarized today, spoke with the chief of police. He couldn't do anything until Monday. It's pretty obvious this was a political stunt because they'd had the warrant at least four weeks, some say actually several months before it was issued. For the first 30 hours before YouTube began banning all copies of the documentary, over 700,000 views were raked in. Extremely doubtful why the video would be banned. No hate speech, no misleading medical information, no violence, obvious. It's revealing secrets a deep state does not want you to know. I did a, a, a special with it on Sunday with Danny Siris, who has an extensive legal background, and he made a lot of very telling points about the impropriety of the arrest, that it wasn't standard, didn't have a proper warrant, didn't issue Miranda warnings, didn't handcuff the parties and so forth, didn't even take him away in a squad car. I think it's obvious this was totally contrived and fabricated. Mike, your thoughts? I don't know what to think about this, Jim. I just, you know, again, I, I knew Millie Weaver a little bit in LA about 10 years ago. Um, it just smells fishy to me on the police side. It smells fishy to me on the Millie Weaver side. Um, you know, I will say this, it has garnered an incredible amount of publicity for her. 
and her her documentary, which may or may not be a great documentary. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. And it's, according to some reports, generated something along the lines of $136,000 in income in a GoFundMe for her legal defense. And, you know, as speaking as someone who has a real legal defense, you, uh, that's that's a lot of coins. So, um, I you know, I don't know what to think about it. I don't know what to comment on it. Um, I, ever since she she jumped into the public square, I've been a little suspicious of who or what Millie Weaver was, and I'll just leave it at that. I I think it yet it's yet to be resolved. It's hard to believe anybody would seriously be arrested for something like this, um, and it's hard it's it's hard to believe there isn't something much more to the story than we've already heard. Well, I'll just say we included the video in our discussion uh, of the case on Sunday, and it is spectacular, in my opinion, simply excellent, very deftly done. I'm glad this incident is getting it more views than it would have otherwise had by many, many factors of 100 or even 1,000. Kristen, your thoughts? You know, I said um, what I know and how I feel about her. Um, people can change and I'm just removing that, what I know, and just going off of what pre is presented in this situation. What I found odd was I had already read that comment by um, her mother in the YouTube post, and that's what propelled me to find all her social media and use my little investigation skills and kind of look at the history of the relationship, which is all over online. What I found odd is I'm no lawyer, but anytime there is a situation with, you know, a phone being broken or even just like wrestling over phone and a phone being broken, when does that bring on a secret indictment? Usually you have a bench warrant, you are, you are served information in the mail. Personally for me, I'm subscribed to a service to where if any sort of legal anything is brought to me, I know before it comes in the mail. It just doesn't make sense how this type of, it looks like theater, I'm not saying it's fake, but when the cop showed up, I had to call in and say, wait, wait, what is this for again? When you are going to, issue a warrant and arrest three people, I would think that you would understand why you're there so you can understand your threat level, understand that these people have weapons, like you know what you're going into, so none of this made sense. But Mike, just so you know, she it's up to 170,000 right now. Yeah, that's that amazing. That a small house in Ohio. Honestly too, Kristen, those cops look more like mall cops or rent a security than, than they did real police officers. So I'm just like, were these guys hired to do this? Uh, you know, I, I don't even know. It It could be that there was a, a warrant sitting out there, a bench warrant that was issued four weeks prior. And, and you know, she, not to, not to you know, throw an, anything at Millie, but she could have easily hired a security team who, who looked like cops to come and stage the whole thing. It's possible. On the other hand, we have court records that apparently she was in jail over the weekend. So I don't know what to think about it. I just think it's, it's, Something's wrong. Something's weird. Something's off. I don't know what to say about it other than that. It makes about as much sense as a soup sandwich. I'm all sorts of confused. I, I, I share all your concerns. Meanwhile, I had a, a fabulous interview with Jack Mullen last night where he presented his take on the master plan for the new world order, citing Gates Symposia, Fauci's prediction of planning the pandemic, uh, fear, using a common virus, manufacturing test kits that are rigged, mapping CV deaths on top of ordinary mortality, average lifespans, advocating harmful cures, face masks, social distancing, lockdowns, which lead to increased rates of suicide, domestic violence, economic calamity. B 
being warned of a second wave, which will be the effect of 5G exposure, which produces many of the same symptoms, but with even more devastating effects. We're having Antifa, Black Lives Matter, destroy urban centers. The idea to rebuild them as cubicle cities, all of China with little tiny areas for residents. There's a prediction by Deagle.com that our population in the United States is gonna drop from approximately 330 million now to 99 million in 2025, profoundly disturbing. Just remember, without COVID-19 panic, Democrats can't easily achieve mail-in voting. Without COVID-19 panic, Democrats can't shut down rallies and political campaigning. Without COVID-19 panic, Democrats can't block the campaign contrast between an energetic president and a physically tenuous, mentally compromised challenger. Without COVID-19 panic, Democrats don't have an excuse for canceling the DNC convention in Milwaukee. Without COVID-19 panic, Democrats don't have a mechanism to keep voters isolated from each other, limiting communication and national debate all to their advantage. We know State Senator Scott Jensen of Minnesota revealed that he was asked to identify a patient who had died, had never been tested as COVID-19, and that the hospitals were receiving 13,000 for every patient identified as COVID-19, 39,000 for everyone put on a ventilator. Here's a nice illustration in Minnesota, how the alleged deaths of COVID-19 correspond to exactly what you'd expect of mortality in the corresponding age groups, given the average life expectancy in America is 78.54 years. We know, of course, the devastating effects economically where we have about 6 million companies, 90% with fewer than 20 employees, and where Investors Watch blog explained long ago, 75% of those small businesses couldn't last a month with zero revenues. We're now three months in. We know the effects, higher suicide rate, domestic violence, derailed education, shorter lifespan, decreased public health services. This guy is the centerpiece and the vaccines are indispensable. This is why they've been so preoccupied with defeating hydroxychloroquine and demonizing it. The vaccines are even inspected to it expected to have ingredients that can be electrified by the 5G so they can actually control your body and even kill you. Notice here, this is from Deagle, United States of America. All these other countries have minor variations, but look at the US, going from 326-620-000 to 99-553-100, stunning stuff, Jack Mullen, CV terrorism, police state lockdown. I cannot recommend this highly enough. It will be on my blog at jamesfetcher.org today. M uh, Mike, your thoughts? Perpetuating the COVID-19 scam is really the main agenda of the deep state at this point. The, the globalist deep state, that's all they have. It's their last card. It's their Trump card. Trump has, I think, many other arrows in his quiver that he could use, among them the Wiener laptop which I wish he would release. I understand that if Barr does not act by October, that Trump will unload everything on the Wiener laptop and basically force the Department of Justice to arrest people like Hillary Clinton for the crimes that they've committed. Um, and again, you know, yesterday we had Barr stonewall uh, Judicial Watch, who's attempting to get after the Clinton emails. And I've heard people say, well, I don't really just want to get her for the emails. I want to get her for all the other stuff. Well. 
the emails are right there in front of you. As, as Kristen used the term, it's the low-hanging fruit. And you, I guarantee you in those 33,000 emails, there's treason, sedition, all sorts of criminal activity. There's pay for play. There's all kinds of things that she could be put behind bars for, as I'm sure for many other people. And I agree we need to go after them for the rest of it. But again, I, I, I just think the main thing is COVID-19 is not what they've pretended it is. It's just the flu. And, and I just fail to understand why there isn't more pushback from President Trump. I guess the game he's playing is he doesn't want people to think he's indifferent or doesn't care or gets blamed for all that. Because again, the Democrats are trying to make this, this um, turn on, a per, on personalities. I guess on the idea that Joe Biden is more likable than Donald Trump, although I don't know how a pedophile child molester like Joe Biden could be considered likable. But it's only if you're able to cover that up. And again, I think the president can bring attention to this by simply talking about it. You know, instead of sleepy Joe Biden, start calling him creepy Joe Biden. Start showing the videos of him grabbing the chests of little girls when they're standing around him. It's sick. It's weird. It's twisted. There's all kinds of things Trump could be doing, and I just wish he would start doing some of them. I think some of it has to do with the timing, Mike, but your concerns are well-founded. Kristen. Well, I think it's time we channel Dean again. So you see, Jim, um, what happened was uh, when COVID was released, uh, if you've noticed, social media did not have as much censorship as it did two years ago. And I fully believe, Jim, that when COVID came out and it was over-exaggerated, that gave the left ammunition to bash Trump and what he did or didn't do. No, but in all seriousness, uh, I, I agree. COVID is just like the flu. 100% sure I had it in October in London. I went over there to watch an NFL game, came back sick as hell for three weeks, but I lived and I'm high risk. The issue is, is that, you know, the, the, the indict, or excuse me, the impeachment didn't work. The demonization over the past four years and accusation with Russia didn't work. So when this illness came around, and you know, this is a show for a different day, but when we saw these videos of people passing out in China and, and other countries, oh, it couldn't be because of their prolonged mask use, could it? So, I mean, it was totally just exaggerated. And we talked about the failing businesses and how these businesses cannot survive. I saw a post the other day that listed all the businesses in Michigan that have permanently closed as a result of Governor Whitmer's shutdown. The list was so long, I actually got emotional. I knew it was big, but it was like just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. I couldn't believe the amount of businesses. Um, close to me, I, I won't give any names, obviously. I've got about four or five people in my life who've all dealt with major, major mental health breakdowns because of this, from losing their jobs to COVID, not having um, the ability to go to the gym and deal with their mental health like they normally did. It, it's amazing how much this crippled people. My mom is a huge fan of the show. I'm sure she won't mind me saying this. My mom had a, a dental issue. Um, it got so infected from a plate that was put in. Um, my mom is facing a high risk of surgery. It needs to be done immediately. She's facing brain and heart uh, potential infections. And she was passed around by five different dentists and she was delayed in care because of the fact of all these shutdowns. So that is, that is completely unacceptable and we need to see indictments for all of this. But you know, again, just to hone in, COVID is, is serious, but we need to really look at the fact that it's people who are immunocompromised, greatly obese, and people who are diabetic, in my opinion, from what I've seen, are those that are having the worst adverse reactions. Not to mention when we dial back to when 
we were using ventilators like they were candy. You don't use ventilator as a first resort, like, hey, see you soon, we're putting you out. It doesn't work that way. And we all know historically, when you put someone on a ventilator, you, it's harder to get them off. So as sick as it is, I fully believe this was a for-profit situation to scare people into submission, to start controlling social media. I'll just end it with this, you guys. If we did not have any, if we didn't have social media, we would have no idea about COVID whatsoever. Because if COVID was as bad as they say it is, each one of each and every one of us would at least know 20 people that have dealt with it or died. And I haven't. That was a powerful statement, Kristen. And I, I also liked your Dean improv. Very nice too. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a new documentary out called Pandemic 2, Indoctrination. This is completely brilliant. I was fascinated by how much this summarizes what we hear on Real Deal Reports have been reporting constantly from the beginning. If you took a synthesis of everything we've been reporting, you're going to find it here. I want to play a little clip about the role of the media. Where did the coronavirus come from? There is a new investigation into its origins. U.S. intelligence officials tell NBC News that they are examining whether the virus accidentally came from a Chinese lab. Chinese officials pushing back against that claim on Thursday, tweeting that it might be the U.S. Army who brought the epidemic to Wuhan. I was the first person in the world to look at an epidemic and study its characteristics and prove that it was due to biological warfare and was not a natural occurrence. So I published that 28 years ago. Early in this pandemic, I did not think the coronavirus was a natural occurrence from bats. I feel quite convinced that this was a laboratory-designed organism. There have been hundreds and hundreds of leaks from high-containment laboratories that do research on pathogenic coronaviruses and other potentially lethal organisms. I was particularly interested in a paper that came out in Nature Medicine by five scientists claiming that it was definitely a natural occurrence rather than a lab construct. But the arguments they used did not hold water. They didn't really make a lot of scientific sense. And yet all kinds of very important people started parroting what this paper said. And so that, of course, got me scratching my head saying, why are these people risking their reputation when it's obviously illogical, you know, doesn't hold water, somebody must have made them publish this and somebody must have told these other people that they have to say it's, it's a great piece of science. You were quoted as saying it was a meticulous job done professionally. It could be done by some, somebody very expert in molecular biology, I think. Et c'est pas naturel, c'est ce que vous voulez dire Non, ce n'est pas naturel, c'était un travail de professionnel, un travail de de biologiste moléculaire. C'est un travail très minutieux, on peut dire, d'horloger, on peut dire, dans au niveau but? des séquences. Mais dans quel Alors, but la, la, Dans quel but, ça, ça n'est pas, pas clair. Moi, je l'expose, je, si vous voulez. Mon, mon travail, c'est d'exposer les faits, c'est tout. See, the problem with all of this is the evidence is right in front of our face. And when confronted with evidence, we are told fact-checkers are somehow transcendent. The pace of our modern world makes it nearly impossible for working people to research the events and policies that shape their lives. When seeking answers to life's most pressing questions, where do we go first? Google. Enter the subject, hit go, and there it is. 
only what they want us to see. In today's culture of copy and paste journalism, it's common for hundreds of unrelated outlets to feature the exact same report. This is not the result of laziness. This is by design. When we see identical headlines across seemingly unrelated platforms, the logical mind concludes, well then, it must be true. The illusion that numerous news sources have arrived at the same conclusion gives us confidence to share the chosen narrative. And just like that, we become the unwitting pushers of propaganda. Mike, your thoughts? Well, again, this comes back to me. Let's take down Google and YouTube and Twitter and Facebook for a week. Let's just take them down. I realize the president's probably worried that what it might do to the markets. But let's just do that for a week. Take them offline and say, hey, guess what? It's the wild, wild west. Go out and search anything you want. Go out and use any search engine you want. Maybe work with some companies that are willing to do honest search results. And, uh, and, and let's just do that and see what happens. I think the most amazing thing you could do to change the way people think and to get people to focus on, on the truth and on reality is to just stop the access to the internet of these companies that are that are putting out all this corrupt bs that are telling people all these lies so i mean i'm not sure i'm going to agree with everything in the pandemic movie but here's what we know we know the virus was developed at harvard we know that money was sent by fauci to the wuhan lab to weaponize the virus that was created in harvard and sent to wuhan and that it was distributed from wuhan and by the way did you get anybody see the the big rave and pool party thing that was going on in Wuhan a couple days ago, they don't seem to be all that bothered by the coronavirus anymore. So while I agree with you, Kristen, I'm sure that, that the, the CV did hit you pretty hard. Uh, it appears to be a, a wave that's over with. And I think now we need to focus on, on getting people to calm down, stop acting like idiots. And the best way to do that is to get rid of the disinformation sources and start putting out authentic information which is, look, it's the flu. Don't worry. You froze up, Mike, ever so briefly. Kristen, your thoughts. Fear, they emphasize, you know, inhibits rational thought about it. About it. Treat it like it's the flu. Take Qcertin, take zinc. If you got access to hydroxychloroquine. I'm sorry, are we waiting yeah, for me? There was a freeze and you're, yeah. you're, you got... <laughs> caught up it's well, i think it's okay mike go ahead well, no i i think at this point we there yeah. needs to be pushback on coronavirus because it is really being taken to ridiculous proportions the economies need to open back up it's way past time that the president started speaking out about well this thing really isn't as bad as everybody's making it out to be the whole 150,000 deaths well you know what happened to the flu deaths what happened to the pneumonia deaths about a third of those probably those coronavirus deaths are not even from coronavirus, maybe 50%. It's time to have exposés on this kind of stuff. It's time to get people relaxed and back to work and feeling better about their lives. And the, the way you do that is to shut off the disinformation sources and push out the truth. Push, tell people the truth, get Fauci off the stage, get Burks off the stage, put other doctors out there. And I think it's just, it's, it's past time that we do that. Great points, Mike. Kristen. Well, first off, Exactly what Mike said. You know, I've seen the change in the doctors and the new uh, physician that Trump has talking. His history is a lot different than Dr. Burks and Fauci. And I think it's important to rotate people out because you can have people in the same profession that have different views from field experience or different studies. I deal with that in my career field. 
Um, just the issue with the, the control of information. I mean, for everyday things like finding a store or directions, I use Google, but if, when I'm searching anything, anything that's important or health related or constitutional, I, yeah, I use DuckDuckGo. I use alternate search engines because I am a military whistleblower and I fall on see myself get fact checked. I, I've had to take information from Snopes and take information from some of my speeches that are covered with the false information on Facebook and I send it to my attorney who then I have to pay to send it to these sites who it takes them months to reply because while I don't care, I know my truth. It is, it's hurting my reputation. And the second that someone speaks out and people will say, well, if this is true, why aren't these people speaking? They are, they are speaking. It's just, they are demonized. That's the first thing they do. And that's when people need to understand when the ad hominem attacks come into any professional, like with Dr. Judy and this pandemic film, it's the quickest thing to do is demonize them, call them crazy. Just like the frontline doctors, you know, the, the, uh, the I think she's African, um, um, yeah. the black yeah. female doctor. Yeah. Who people like misconstrued her religious and, you know, people just take what they can and they fold it and they mold it to discredit. And instead of fighting the information, you know, it's like, here's the facts about this. Here's the facts about that. Okay, well, you're ugly. Well, okay. <laughs> but it's not changing the data. And that's just a, a level of ignorance and not being intelligent on the issues. And I agree. Uh, what would happen if for even 30 days, people had to use alternate search engines? Oh my gosh, the cognitive dissonance would be the pandemic. Yeah, the documentary emphasized how they've shuffled the deck in terms of search routines that the most important papers of the past are now disappeared. They're far down on the list so they can promote propaganda. It's uh, fascinating. I think your points are both well made here. Meanwhile, we have a lot of fan mail. Let's begin with the Treadhead. They just want power and money. Very sad. And I think the November election should be canceled until people come to the table and make deals for the American people. Michelle is suffering from depression. I'm sure you can tell by her speech. We're spending time in prayer and staying away from the television this whole week. These Democrats are not the Democrats of your fathers. UFO hunters. Sounds a lot better, guys. The commercial sounds still louder, but nowhere near as bad as it was. Thank you for thinking about all the headphone-wearing fans of The Real Deal Report. Mike, your thoughts? Stormy Skies. Mike, someone said to me, I'd like you to review Constantine. Stormy Skies, isn't it odd that we haven't heard from Adam Schiff for quite some time? Rodney Watson. Mike nailed it. They're planning on running out the clock until Biden is elected. Sam Scott. Mike's comments about Barr's prosecution results, while very true, getting a successful prosecution in D.C. against this deep state cabal is near impossible. Proving treason won't be easy, but that will bring a military tribunal. I think that's the hitch and the giddy-up for Barr. Jerome Cook, every single thing about Obama is fake and a fraud. Ben Vineyard, Barack Obama made himself liable to blackmail from just about everybody. His maid was probably even blackmailing them. Adoni Gutierrez, Mara Fetzer, Ryan, Wally, Megan, thank you so very much for the Real Deal Report. Slightly salty. You guys are on fire. This episode, Kristen, is an incredible guest. She is spot on. Insert Fetzer voiceover. Mara Sandy, I will definitely speak up for Kristen. I love when I see her on. She's very precise with the facts. She's articulate. She's quick and fast with details. She has great opinions, great observations. She has insight and info, and 
She's a quick on the draw reporter. Don Harrison absolutely loved the chemistry between Barra and Krista. Eric Johnson, Kristen is back. Yay. Marsant, I will definitely speak up for Kristen. I love when I see her on. She's very precise. I'm willing to repeat this. She's articulate, quick and fast with detail, has great opinion, great observations, insight, and sheds a quick. She's a quick on the draw reporter. Now, this is for Mike Barra. This is a little video here, and I want everyone to pay attention so Mike can comment on it, and of course, Kristen and me as well. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Mike, I gotta say, I've reached a point where there might be something to this, in my opinion. Your thoughts? Well, it does kind of cover things I've talked about before on various other um, shows and, and thing, you know videos I've done on my website or on my YouTube channel. Um, there's no question that the woman with Vincent Fusca is Kathleen, uh, Carolyn Bissett Kennedy. There's zero question. It, the smile is the same. The face is the same. She looks exactly like Carolyn Bissett Kennedy would look at age 59 as opposed to age 39. You can put the two pictures side by side, the nose. Um, Vincent Fusca, it's a disguise. You know, he's got the scruffy beard. He's got a wig on. He's wearing the Kavanaugh hat, which his father, John F. Kennedy, used to wear back when JFK wore hats. Um, but if you look at things like... You froze up again, but we'll catch up, Michael. The proportions between the eyes and the mouth... <clears throat> When you look at things like the ratio between the eyes and the mouth, I mean, you can't fake those kinds of things, Jim. They're absolutely accurate. The nose is the same, given about another 20 years of growth. Um, and uh, I mean, again, how do these two people end up directly over the shoulders of the president of the United States? Those things are all planned by the campaign, the signs he's holding up, um, and the lip reading of the conversations where she's clearly referring to him as Junior. And then she's telling a guy who's obviously a Secret Service agent that, yeah, Junior's going to be touring around as Vincent Fusca. He's playing a part. You know, it's, it couldn't be more obvious. And, and the only question now is when is this going to come out? Because it's going to change people's minds. It's going to shatter their worldview. But I think that's exactly what we need now. When I, when I talk to these brick walls, on Twitter, it's just like, I, this is what we need. You know, sometimes people say, oh, we need an asteroid. Well, we need the JFK Jr. asteroid to, con to, to be detonated over the United States because that's the only thing that will get people awake. I was really disappointed to see um, Carolyn Kennedy and her family participating in the convention uh, yesterday because this party, this Democratic Party represents nothing that her brother believed in. And in fact, if, if John F. Kennedy were alive today, he'd be a Trump Republican. He would not be a Democrat. And, and in fact, I've said before that I think that, that the Trump first term is basically the second term of John F. Kennedy. So um, I just would like to see this stuff all come out. I think it's uh, way past time, and I think the comparisons are, are absolutely obvious, and it's heartwarming to see that other people are noticing it, too. Fascinating, Mike. Kristen, your thoughts? You know, I've seen um, this evidence. I've seen the photos. I've seen the video. I actually found a while ago Vincent Fusca's Twitter, and I was trying to piece it together myself. And listen, <laughs> having been through what I've been through working for the government for 12 years, not much surprises me, but what I was trying to figure out was why now, and, and if this is true, because I think it could be, I just, you know, I'm, I'm in the middle here, but what, when, back then, if he decided to stage his death, 
how could they have foreshadowed all of this? Was it just a long, almost like a time capsule plan to bring down the deep state? I'm just trying to figure out what would have occurred in all of that time to now yeah, it, bring it down the hammer. Yeah, Kristen, it's a, it's a multi-generational plan they've had in place that I think, I think John F. Kennedy Jr.'s had in place since he became an adult and realized who had killed his father and why. Um, okay. <clears throat> there's that aspect to it, too. And also the Vincent Fusca Twitter account, that's not really his account. He doesn't speak. He's not on Twitter. He's in, kind of think of him as being in witness protection. And the okay. information I hear is, is kind of twofold, which is that basically he will not emerge until Joe Biden is off the stage one way or another. That's that because if you go back and look, there were vicious exchanges between John F. Kennedy Jr. and Joe Biden shortly before his death, where JFK Jr. called him a traitor, a criminal. Um, you know, there there were a lot of issues there. So uh, I think that that we're going to see more and more evidence as time comes along. But again, all you have to do is look at the VIP access that this guy and this woman have, and also. In some of those crowd shots, there are other people there that look exactly like uh, the sister. Um, what was uh, what was Carolyn's sister's name? Uh, I forget. But you know, there's another woman who looks like the like looks like her 20 years later. So it was also on the plane too. Yeah, yeah, it was also on the plane. This whole thing is just to me getting bigger and bigger. But I think it's going to be kind of quiet for a while. Um, and it is interesting that at the Mount Rushmore celebration that pres that President uh, Trump just gave back on July 4th, that there was somebody spotted on top of George Washington, you know, spreading his arms out. Well, guess what? For his George magazine, John F. Kennedy Jr. went there and took exactly that same photo shoot on top of George Washington. So there's just a lot of symbolism out there that indicates something really, really interesting is happening. Because I think that after whatever goes down, goes down in the next six months, John F. Kennedy Jr. is going to be the unifier that's going to bring everything back together. I think that's the plan, but we'll see. It's just fascinating, really, truly, until I saw this video. I I yes. had a lot of reservations. Well, you, you know what, Jim? Maybe I need to do a weekend special for the uh, Real Deal Report. Maybe great idea. Fun. Great idea. Meanwhile, final thoughts get this. Queen Elizabeth's final farewell as Prince Philip turns 99 years old, the monarch gives up her royal duties to care for her ailing husband. This would not be happening were there not a successor to the crown. This makes me believe Greg Hallett will indeed be inaugurated as King John III. So we may yet make our way to Westminster Abbey, Mike Wills. Wait and see. <laughs> What do you wear to a coronation, Jim? I, I, I'm not this. I got to find a suit or something. I know, I know, I know. Meanwhile, more for us from my blog, jamesfetzer.org, uh, uh, Twitter at Jim Fetzer, Mike Barra official, including Mike Barra 2 and paypal.me slash Mike Barra, Dean Ryan TV. Blake is working on Real Deal Media, as we know. Dean Ryan is doing his good thing and is back in Austin, I'm happy to say. Uh, meanwhile, now, final thoughts. Mike, yours first. Again, uh, thanks to everybody for su the support. Thanks for the patronage. You know, the PayPal stuff really, really helps. Uh, we did just give Jim a big contribution to his legal defense fund. Thanks to all you guys out there. It really is, is appreciated. We really do need that. 
And uh, there is an interview I did with Ted Marr over the weekend where we discussed JFK Jr. Ted's kind of a psychic medium guy, take it or leave it, believe that or not. But it was interesting because he, one of the people he talks to, he says, is John Kennedy. And I asked him, okay, so John and Jackie are up there. Is, is Junior up there? And he said, I'm not allowed to answer that question. So we'll have to wait and see on all this. It's a great interview. It's on the top of, uh, of Real Deal Media right now. Go check it out. Let me know what you think in the, in the comments. Thanks very much. Kristen, your thoughts, final thoughts. Well, well, once again, it's been great filling in for Dean. Um, I'm not sure when he's coming back, but I'm going to enjoy my time up north here. I've had fun with you fellas. And, uh, you know, for the first time in my adulthood, I've, I really strongly feel shit is going to hit the fan. And I think that so much information is about to come out. And it's going to shatter everything we've ever believed. Well, a majority of the people. Um, I almost think that having these shutdowns, that's the only good aspect to it. So when people lose it, when this information comes out, you know, it's not going to be marching on the streets just yet. I just think that if the whole JFK thing is true, or once more people see the pandemic film, or I still need to watch the Shadowgate film, more and more people being locked in their homes are getting more access to social media even when they're banning it. I just got a text message this morning to watch the pandemic film because it keeps getting deleted on other platforms. So I just think that while we're going through a huge like ball of negativity right now, we can find positivity by realizing now is the time to network. Now is the time to pay attention to shows like this and other podcasts where people are coming forth with information for all the right reasons. And um, I just tell people stay strong and just Pay attention and get involved at your lowest level. Speak out. If you know something, say something, but say it to the right people. Kristen, you're a sensational contributor to this show, and we, our compassion goes out to you and your mother. You're a super person, very intelligent, articulate. We love you and your mom. Let her know she has our support. Mike, great job here. So this is Jim Fetzer in Madison thanking Mike Barra in Seattle and Kristen Megan in Traverse City, Michigan. We're doing our best to keep you informed about every relevant development affecting your life and your future. And we'll be back tomorrow with more from the front. Thanks for watching. You've been listening to The Real Deal Report. Come see more at our website, realdealmedia.com. Thank you.